This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. It's Travis Rogers, Alan Sliwa. Day has the same person dropped off food at your house twice in one day. Um, That's I don't. A great know. question. Travis and Sliwa on seven ten ESPN. Just a couple of days away from All Star Friday night. Friday is finally the day. Are you on Team Mace like me, or are you a Team Slee guy? Don't miss the Battle of the Summer at the West Covina Sportsplex. All-Star Friday night is this Friday, and don't miss the 710 Party of the Summer made possible by our friends at Islands. Islands, your local paradise. The Big Wave Burger, great choice. The Chicken Tacos, great choice. And the beer, as always, at Islands, ice cold. We have, um, we got a lot of time in between. Are you going home? I don't know yet. I haven't. I mean, it's it's about six hours before we get started mm-hmm. after that. So if I don't go home, I'm just going to have islands. I'm just going to have the ultras. I'm going to have the, the spike lemonade. The spike lemonade. And by the time we get to seven, I'm going to be at a different <laughs> softball field. You'll be face down in the dugout. Like everybody's like, Slee, let's go. It's time for you to lead your team on Tom the field. Hanks and uh, just, a league of their own. Just sawing logs over there in the corner for sure. A late ask Tyler, as I like to throw these in as we as we keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep them rolling. Uh, this is from Chrissy. Did you think that Trav was over or under 60 when you first met him? I knew <laughs> Travis was under 60 when Thank I met you, him, Tyler. confidently. Thank you. Emily? But did you say, like, no way? It doesn't get you anywhere, That <laughs> doesn't. I've just seen my picture of 60-year-olds and plus, and I just know that Travis Okay, you guys can have a no great way. time, you know, just doing your geriatric things together. Hey, Trav, you want to catch the elevator together. down yeah, later? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll very hey, cautiously the door take for the you, elevator okay? down. We like baseball. We're over How's ARP treating both of you? I told you I got that in the mail the other day. Hey, well, also, anybody can join ARP. You don't have to be. I thought you have to be. I 50. think you. Someone on TikTok was going through this. If you like read the fine fine print, you can't discriminate based on age or whatever. Uh, so you could do it technically if you want to. I, right, started I am print. gonna just just went on the good old internet here about fifty and older. About a week from my fiftieth birthday, I started getting inundated with AARP stuff. All like people just, aged fifty and older yeah. are eligible for membership there you with go. AARP. Yeah, so you're on the waiting list, Emily. You can't get in yet. You had to wait another <laughs> twenty plus years, right? I, on the other hand, can get a four thirty dinner Damn right for twenty percent off. Damn right. You it's can. very, Let's very go. exciting. Ready for, for retirement. Me. All right. So ESPN uh has their Letter grades out for the first half of the season, and let's talk about our squads here. And let, let's start with yours, Slee, because okay. they gave the Padres a D. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Padres are under five hundred; They're not in position to make the postseason right now. Um, talking to you, I yeah. thought you may have given them a worse grade than the D that they got. What do you make of the D that they got from ESPN? Make me a case why they're a D. They are arguably the most disappointing team in all of baseball. Um they're 0 and 8 in they're 0 and 8 in um, extra innings. They're 5 and 15 in one run games. They got more bats than you could possibly imagine on paper, yet they can't hit and they're incredibly unclutch. They're fourth in the division 
Um, they're over eight games out of the division, and they're over. I want to say, I want to say six games out of a wild card spot. Tell me how that gets you a D. How? That's that's literally and and the thing that bothers me even more about it to give them a D, you're grading another team within the division. I get the Giants and the Diamondbacks. You gave them A's. I get why you gave them A's, but where you're putting the Dodgers and they're only one letter grade away from each other makes absolutely no sense to me. So the Padres are six games out of a wild card, yep. right? They're four games under 500, and they would have to jump over. Uh, one, two, three teams to find themselves in a wild card position. I think that's why they get a D. All the things that you said are true, but that they're not buried. Mm-hmm. They're in trouble, but they're not dead, right? The, the Cardinals, they're dead. They're yeah. not going anywhere, yeah. right? A team like the Washington Nationals, they're dead. But they didn't have those expectations. You're right, but their expectations could still be at least in a – very narrow slice realized, mm-hmm. right? There, there's not a zero percent chance that the Padres make the playoffs. I think at last I saw, it was just under twenty percent that they slide in. That's one out of five. That's not a crazy, crazy long shot. It's a long shot, but I think that's why it's a D and not an F. If they were dead and buried, sure. fifteen games out of first place in the in the West, twelve yeah. games out of a wild card, then I think it's an F. I think it's that thin little mm. window that they have that kept them from getting the, the failure. I would have given them an F. Yeah, I would have. They, they got to go forty-four. You're and, not wrong. They got to go forty-four and twenty-eight to get what the Phillies got last year to make the wild card, which was eighty-seven wins. So they got to go sixteen games over five hundred in the final seventy, whatever it is, to have the same record as the Phillies had last year, grabbing that last wild card spot. So the Dodgers, to me, are, are an interesting one. They got a, they got a C plus. Mm-hmm from ESPN on this and that feels about right to me because right like if we're doing if this is a GPA mm-hmm. okay their their offense is good mm-hmm. they're, like they're like a B plus level offense they score a lot of runs they hit a ton of home runs they they've got a lot of pop in their bats with Martinez and Betts and Freeman and Muncie to a point Will Smith's got a little pop in his bat like they you can get into that five six range of guys that are pretty good the last three have been kind of a black hole so that's why it's not an A but generally speaking their offense pretty darn good yeah right their pitching's been bad mm-hmm. right their, their pitching has been somewhere between really bad and average other than Kershaw who's currently hurt everybody else has been really inconsistent the bullpen's been bad so take all that together that their their pitching's been kind of like a D level performance for most of the year and probably worse than that if Kershaw hadn't been as good as he's been B plus plus a D is kind of like a C a C plus they kind of landed where I thought they should only issue I have is you take out you give them the same you give any other team the same amount of injuries that they've had and we'll use starting pitching as an example mm-hmm. how the hell are you supposed to know Julio's going to be out how the hell are you supposed to know Dustin May is going to be out how the hell are you supposed to know that the Kershaw thing may be a little bit more understandable Gonsolin very inconsistent Noah Syndergaard basically you can't give him the ball yeah um but I I, I kind of take a step back you got to look at the overall thing the overall picture what were the expectations for the Dodgers coming in? Expectations are always going to be high, but they were much lower than they were a year ago. Sure. And here they are, and we, we said this yesterday that it was almost symbolic. They're in first oh, yeah, at yeah. the break, right? That they're sitting in first place in the division, got one of the best five records in baseball, whatever it is. They're on pace to win 94 games. Yeah, I, I, 
it's it's funny. I don't like the D for the Padres because I think the expectations it should be you lower. Think C plus is I too think low. C plus is too critical on the. Really, on the, I I don't. I a, a solid B. Their pitching's bad. It's really bad. Kershaw's been good. Put him over there. Julio's all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, you expect that now the rest of the way? I don't expect that. I don't that. know what to expect from him, mm. quite honestly. That's I, different. I, I, yeah, I that's don't different. know. I, he's been really disappointing this season. He's had games where he's been great, but that's this is the big leagues. Guys can be great occasionally in the major leagues. To be a great player, you your your floor needs to be pretty darn good. That's what makes Kershaw. Kershaw's ceiling high as anybody's. But his floor is like a A minus. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him Clayton Kershaw. Is that even when he's off a little bit, he's very rarely bad. Julio threw in not one or two or three, but a handful of clunkers along the way. Bobby Miller's a kid, so you, you almost can't even grade him. He's he's his first year there. Sheehan's the same way. Syndergaard's an F. Gonsolin's probably a D. Mm-hmm. Right? They're they're just not a lot of meat there. The, but the youngsters. They're the ones that it's like, damn, these kids are already coming up. Yeah, you're going to have some good ones, some bad ones, everything else, but it also shows a lot of promise. The Angels got a C minus. Okay. The Angels have a C minus, and the reason <laughs> – I love this. The reason that they got a C minus is because they graded Shohei Otani individually mm-hmm. and gave him an A plus, 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 an mm-hmm. A quadruple plus, okay? And then they said the rest of the team gets an F. Damn, which which tracks to a C minus, and that's a step too far. But I think it speaks to not only this season, but to what they are. Mike Trout has not had an F season. He has not had an F season. Uh, a guy like Reed Detmers sure. is not an F. Absolutely, he's been pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Patrick Sandoval has been a little bit hit and miss along the way. Uh, Estevez, their closer, he's been terrific. The rest of the team is not an F. But there's not nearly enough B's and A's on the roster to give you something other than a C. And this brings me to the most important part of all. According to BaseballReference.com, the Angels have a 3.9% chance of making the playoffs. 3.9%. So 4% chance, which is about 1 out of 21 times. So One you're saying there's a chance. There's, I'm saying that there's a chance. <laughs> but there's, exactly. so, there's something to that where I think of all the all the grades here, the one for the Angels, I think, makes the most sense to me. And I, I, I guess I just gauge it more off of what were the expectations coming in before the year started? If I told you the Angels at the break were right at 500, I think they're a game below, but that they're right at 500, that is that doesn't sound shocking to me. That sounds like, okay, yeah, they're right at 500. That's probably about right. I'd be more surprised if they were yeah, but I don't think eight these, or nine above 500. Yeah, but I don't think these are based on what we thought it was going to be. I think it's based on what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's mediocre, again. Mm-hmm. It's not a tire fire. But the C is okay. Like, I'm okay with that. I think that makes not, sense. Not this year. It can't be a C. The grade, I think, is about accurate. Yeah. But it can't. you can't get a can't C. can't be correct. This, this is you either get an 100%. A on this test or you flunk school. Yes. And, and they're flunking school. Four percent. Artie Moreno is going to hold on to Shohei Otani on a four percent chance. Not that they win the World Series, that they get into the postseason. And I get it. No one wants to trade him. I understand all of those. I just don't know how you don't do it. I do not understand how you do not say. I don't know if nobody wants to trade him. I think just Artie doesn't want to trade him. Tom Reducci wrote something about this. I thought he's like, look, I get why you don't do it. You want two more months of this guy in your uniform. You want him winning an MVP this season in your uniform. Getting records in your uniform. Winning, Maybe setting. I'm with you, Al. I'm with you. 
Something's Sleep better than two nothing. Months anyway. yeah, do, you, do you want zero dollars or the do you want fifty the cents? Only, the only thing you I'll could say to cents. what you just said was, we have we still have a shot to re-sign him. That's it. If you don't have a shot to re-sign him, then I don't care what these next two months are. But Travis, you you as a Dodger fan with anybody, do not want him to be traded because one, you don't want to pay you don't want to pay in more things than you have to for Otani. And you Artie Moreno would not trade him to the Dodgers. He'd probably go to the Seattle Mariners. He would love the Seattle Mariners, stay through this thing, and we would never get Otani. You're you're right about all the Sonics. But two things can be true at the same time right i as a dodger fan don't want him to get traded but that doesn't mean that's not the smartest thing for the angels to do the angels need not only do they need to trade him they need to trade mike trout too it's in mike trout's best interest it's in their best interest Mm -hmm. it's time to move on while you can still get a pretty good return for trout because it's three years in a row he's going to miss a significant chunk of time he's not going to get healthier as he gets older you could still get something for him right now Tear it down to the studs, start over, if they, and it will never happen. If they trade Otani and Trout, would it be the biggest blockbuster a, tra- a team has ever sent well, away? Oh, I don't think you could send them to the same place. Yeah. Nobody would have enough and, and you, to and, do it. Right? Exactly. It wouldn't be split. Yeah. It's actually so much better that you got two teams, completely two separate organizations. We need Trout. This is everything that we're giving for Trout. Well, by the way, he still has seven years left, 36, 37 a year, whatever he's making. Yeah, well, I'll take all of your prospects. Yeah. And I'll take all of yours. Now mm-hmm. I got two top farm systems as opposed to I'll take all your prospects and your best play. Yeah. Trade them both. It's By the way, way out. Ron Mitchell here right now. He showed up yesterday. We're going to spend. He was awesome. We're going to spend the afternoon what together. What he taught me was amazing. We're going to spend the afternoon together, and I'm going to figure out just how much different disinformation he's been pumping your way. So we'll get that squared away. Chris Paul already not doing he's what not they wanted him it. to do. He's not feeling it already. It's, it's July. Really? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So this person, Tyler, could be the person that's the most famous person in your uh, phone. Okay. And she has an Ask Tyler for you specifically oh ramona shelburne oh momo yeah is hey. Oh, yeah. hey momo okay so momo has Next a level right there. uh ask tyler for you you've had a lot of weird jobs what's the coolest weird job you've ever had and what's the worst oh i've, I've had a lot of weird jobs yep. have you well you worked in the service industry for a while yeah right? i yeah. guess that would technically be weird i've done some really like, strange... this is like the worst one right like, arguably show too. yeah <laughs> and by the way just so you know this is a co-worker Slee. so <laughs> back to what you said about me needing to get out more Take that one, huh? That. 
Um, <laughs> I've been to strange houses to do caterings where it's just oh, been yeah. like awkward start to finish, and the person's just... awkward. How did you get their numbers? <sighs> no, I probably sh- <laughs> no, I definitely would not have gotten their number. But um, like showing up, hey, how's it going? And then you just stand there. There's no direction. Like, where do you want me to set up? What do you want me to do? And then you get back there, and you're like, uh, there's no table. Was I supposed to bring one? And they're like, oh no, I've got- it's just like. Really weird interactions when it comes to food catering events. I feel like that's probably super common, especially in the hospitality industry. Okay. Best weird job you've ever had? Best? I don't know if I've had too many weird jobs, but this hands down far and away is the best job I've ever had. This job is so much fun for me. I, I worked a at a independent movie studio between one summer between years, between my sophomore and junior year of college. Okay. I think that's what it was. And it was uh, right right down the street here, not not far. And they would shoot some TV shows there. It's kind of kind of has like a New York City exterior, so they would shoot like New York cop shows and things there, but yep. shoot them here in L.A. They would also shoot other things oh, there no. occasionally. Okay, that was uncomfortable to be around. Yeah, interesting. I can imagine. Oh, if I, sure. If that, I, no, catch what you're floating. Yeah, not really, sure. what really do you mean? weird I don't know if I to get be it. around. Yeah. The performers yeah. were different. They have different sensibilities than you yeah. and I. Okay. They're they're. Would you argue they're more comfortable? Oh, they were uh, magicians. <laughs> yeah. So, well, of a sort, they made things disappear. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, there were things. There were things going Got on it. that were like, you know what? I'm going to go over here, and I worked there for a summer, and that was by far yeah, it's both a the weirdest yep. and one of the. More a buddy of mine delivered pizza to uh, those kinds of people yeah. once. It yeah, was, he had a very it, similar. It wasn't interaction. what you're thinking. It was the next stop before that. Okay, it you know what I mean. It wasn't. It was just just short, and it was a lot, and it was. Yeah, you would think that could be interesting. It's not. You you win. <laughs> it's it's definitely if not. That was a competition. You won. <laughs> it was so weird. You won. Other than Kennedy Rec Center, any weird odd jobs? Golden Corral, you turned down. Yeah, Golden Corral. Well, I turned down, but then I tried again, and it was too late. Were you headhunted or? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I got it through LinkedIn. <clears throat> nice. So I think one one year I did over the summer, we would just set up for parties in like Mission Bay area. So it was just setting up tables and I don't even know what the hell. One of our buddies who I played basketball with is like, yeah, I do this on the weekends. So then like eight guys from the basketball team was doing this on the weekend and just basically getting paid under the table. None of us knew what the hell we were doing. I know all the time that the, the lady that was running the, the events and everything else was like, why did I hire these idiots? But it only lasted one summer. Yeah, so. th- everybody needs a job or two like that. Everybody needs yeah. a job. Did you have a super like weird 16. one, Emily? So I don't know if you would qualify this as super weird, but I feel like you do weird stuff when you do it. But I was a camp counselor for two summers Okay. in middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Um, it was a Christian sports camp. And there is, yeah, there's a lot of things that they kind of ask you to do at that kind of camp. And I worked the first summer. I was a uh, first summer. I was a I worked in the store uh, at the camp, and I was like a camp counselor. And the second summer, I was just a camp counselor, and I was a lifeguard. But the weirdest thing I had to do there is that this this um so the the lake or like the creek going through the camp was man made. So they dug out the creek and they put in fresh water. But it has a lot of snakes. So as a lifeguard, I had to, one, point out the snakes if I saw any, and I had to kill snakes. 
DeAndre would... wants to go catch one and put it in his terrarium with his other snakes. <laughs> like snake they, DeAndre's Andre? the snake guy around here. Brian, do you have a weird job? I would kill snakes with an oar. Really? Jeez. That sounds awful, Emily. Yeah. My yeah. gosh. <laughs> Going to battle. What the hell sounds, did this turn? That sounds dreadful. I was protecting the kiddos. That sounds violent. Yeah. Also at this camp, too, it's like they had really weird stuff about what you could wear, what you couldn't wear and because it was Christian summer camp. Sure. It was very weird in that way. You want me to kill snakes with a boat oar? Yes, we do. I quit. That's oh, how yeah, that yeah. conversation yeah, should have gone. What about you, Brian? Uh, nothing I can really think of. I only had one job that wasn't like media related, and that was in high school. I worked at Old Navy, which okay. was an interesting experience. Folding jeans? Right, folding jeans, <laughs> all that, especially Black Friday. Crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think Al knows uh, KUSI News down in San yeah. Diego. Yeah. I uh, worked there for a couple of years. What did you do? I was a floor manager. And oh, okay. Miking up guests and everything like that. That could get real strange sometimes well, get, with a lot you, of the you guests. You get oddly intimate. Right. Oh, you're getting right up on, on people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a what different was that, thing. the high school prep show, right? It was yeah, on KPR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Oh, those are great. Mm-hmm. I worked on one of those. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what That was one of my first quasi-paying jobs in media was the Friday Football Focus, K-E-Y-T in Santa Barbara. They took, and I'm sure that's the same thing here, they kind of took that real early yeah. where high school started becoming popular. Sure. And no one has a chance. Like once they, once one it. of the networks get it, that they you own, own it. it. You yeah. take it over. Um, Chris Paul was asked whether or not he'd be comfortable coming off the bench uh, in Golden State, and his response was, "You coaching? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> per- this is this is exactly. I why. agree. It is perfect. It, it is perfect for everything that mm-hmm. I like in the world, which is you're asking a guy." to do a thing yep. that he does not want to do and you're expecting him to do it and when his response is something other than yeah man whatever I'm here to win I've been in this yep. league a long time I've never won an NBA ch- I've been close once I want these guys know how to do it I want to learn from them as much as I can teach them whatever they need me for here I'm here not you coaching awesome more please I was okay this went down during one of our shows I think we had uh, maybe a half hour left in the show and that's when the Chris Paul Jordan Poole trade went down, and initially I think both of us, Trav, we were both saying to ourselves, "I'm like, yeah." So they got smaller and older. That doesn't sound like that's going to help the Golden State Warriors. Lakers pushed around the Warriors in that six game set predominantly because of their size, their length, their this that. They went and got older, and they got smaller. And then you start looking at the okay, well, what if Chris Paul? I heard a lot of people afterwards talking about CP3 saying. You know what? This is a guy that's going to be able to come off the bench and he's going to be a quarterback for the Golden State Warriors off the bench. I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay. I mean, hey, maybe you guys already had the pitch with him. Maybe you already told him you had the conversation, CP3. This is how we think we're going to use you. This is why we're going to trade for you. Does it sound like Chris Paul? No. In anything that you just heard there <laughs> no. is about the. I'm not telling you that he's not going to compete, sure. want to win, all that stuff. But Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green will be arguably the smallest team in the NBA. That's how you want to start or close your games. I I agree. Just BS. Can you just BS? Wait to training camp. Whatever it takes to win, that's what I'm here to do. Instead, he was not feeling that conversation. I, I just don't understand how you don't have the conversation before you make yeah. the move. Right? That this is one of these this you've never done this in your career. You're a very specific type of player. Yep. You are the leader of every team you've ever been on. Probably from the time he was six years old, he's been the best player on his team and unquestionably the guy that everything runs through. Sets the tone of practice, sets the tone on the mm-hmm. road, sets the tone in games, etc. just right on down the line. We go as you go. 
This is the first time in your life, and it's not your role here. That's number 30's role. Yep. Okay, he, he does that for us. You good with that? You're, 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 are you ready for the first time in your life to follow instead of lead? Because we don't need you to lead. We got one. We've we've got one that's got four titles. We've got one that is changed. We got the a lot of locker room guys play. that we got are, plenty that fit that role. We need you to play basketball mm -hmm. and be a really good player and kind of fit in where it fits in. You ready for this? Don't you do that first? And maybe he'll come around. Maybe, but it that's a weird way to get started. We already don't like the fit. We already kind of have questioned whether does this make sense? Does it not make sense? And then the only argument that you can make is. Guys, the guy's completely bought in. He's bought in. He knows what you know. his role is going to be with the Golden State Warriors. And if you can't get that out of a 30-second soundbite, that, that was – let's just put it this way. I was not expecting to hear that. I thought CP3's been in the league long enough to where he's like, yeah, okay, uh, maybe I do want to start. I'm not going to tell – any of these reporters that I want to start. I'll do whatever it takes for the team to win games. I'll do whatever it's it takes. Literally super complicated. Yeah, guys, exactly. they have they have something that I don't have. All these guys have championships. I do not. I'm here to try to win a championship. Even that's if it's a say. lie. Yeah, that's all you gotta say. <laughs> Look, lying lying is generally speaking not great, but there are times where you just tell Certain a lie. Scenarios you can yeah. Hey, you go to come whatever they want me to do, I'm on board with. And then you can go and say, hey, guys, you're not really asking me to come on the bench, right? Because that's not really what I do and not really what I want. Figure that out yeah, later. Yeah. But, yeah, man, what? Like, yeah. I'm near the end of the line, man. I want one of these things. Let's do it. Let's find a way to get this done. Are you coaching? Ramona's that was really just, his uh, response. You coaching? It's terrific. I love it. Ramona's response, uh, she just texted me again, that she got turned down by coffee bean and tea leaf when she applied. Oh. I'm going to need to hear the rest of that story. Like <laughs> That seems like if they have an opening and Ramona is – bright yep she's ambitious like i would imagine that ramona presents pretty well when she interviewed at coffee bean why stanford the, degree <laughs> well i i, I have been, to yeah. imagine High this school. was pre yeah. mm -hmm. stanford degree i wouldn't think that coffee beans turning down a lot of stanford grads i could be wrong i don't Where'd know you go to school stanford no no, no, no i'm come sorry on. we're, we're out of here we're more of a cal state fullerton sort of operation you're gonna have to <laughs> keep it moving uh devry only <laughs> exactly barbizon medical college uh <laughs> whatever it is that I'm gonna need to know the rest of that. Like, did she come in and have a bad attitude? Was the manager just not feel? I need more. Well, details. we can ask in about an hour and a half at Crosstalk because Mom will be on with Mason today. Okay, yeah. perfect. We'll we'll get we'll get the rest of that. I I have a feeling too that Mason has probably had some very weird jobs in his life. Oh yeah. I, I, there's there's no. He has one right now. He's he's got. You should a ask him what who the most famous person in his contacts is. Probably mm. Brian Cranston. I, that's a really hard name to beat. The problem I mean, and is that. And also, I think the, the better problem. answer is like. Who is the most famous person in your contacts that would pick up the phone? Mm, yep, that's important. Yeah. The problem well, Cranston the, would pick up the phone for him. Obviously. But the problem 100%. with the Cranston yeah. thing is, they're actually really good friends. They're friends. Yeah, I guarantee he's got a name that we're we're all like, oh my gosh. But I'll, I'll say this: mm -hmm. there's a 98 percent chance he would not pick up the phone if I called him because I haven't talked to him in 10 or 12 years at mm -hmm. least. I have Al Michaels' phone number in my phone. Mm. I thought you were going to say Rome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That would he wouldn't pick up FaceTime either. Him. That's a that's a big. But Al, Al Michaels is Al Michaels. No, I have Bob Cos. They they wouldn't pick up, but they're God in no, there. That's that's a that's Al's a roll next right. I mean, let's just crank him. Let's just, let's just call him and see what happens if we do it. Factor caps coming up next. Stravin Slee seven ten ESPN.
Hey, if you get hurt in an accident, you need to know that not all personal injury attorneys are created the same. The reason you need to know that is because they absolutely are not. Sweet James has been awarded best attorneys in America, and personal injury is all they do. I know this firsthand. When my kids have been involved in accidents, we called Sweet James. When my friends and family have had accidents in their family, they've called Sweet James after I said, hey, you've got to call Sweet James. This is the way you do it. You're going to feel great about it. You're going to have peace of mind knowing that the level of expertise that comes along with that call, nearly 20 years of experience, over a billion dollars collected in settlements, get your car fixed, get the medical care that you need. All of these things happen when you call the accident attorneys at Sweet James. 1-800-9 million. 1-800-9 million. That's 1-800-900-0000. You do not want to take on the insurance companies alone. Do not think, hey, I've been with these guys forever. They're going to take care of me. No, they're not. You need somebody that's going to advocate for you, and that's what Sweet James does. 1-800-900-0000. 1-800-9-million and sweetjames.com. Oh, that's cap. That's so cap, Dad. <laughs> Everything I've said is a cap, but I'm going to go fact. First of all, it's not a cap. It's no, just it is a cap. cap. Welcome to Factor Cap. Hi, guys. I am. I was really excited this morning, and I know Travis is in my meeting with me, and I was getting text messages about it, but the Emmy nominations are out, <laughs> and I had all my friends texting me about it. But overall, I think they got it mostly right. There are some things that I think that What are you most outraged by? So I think I'm most outraged, but again, this isn't like huge, but I'm outraged that uh, Love and Death was not nominated for Best Limited Series, which is a series on HBO Max with um, Elizabeth Olsen and your guy, Jesse Plemons. And it was really, really good. And they have Fleischmann's in trouble over it. Like, geez, guys. Fleischmann's in trouble. Brian, you called that. (laughs) You were saying that if this doesn't happen, such BS. No idea what you're talking about. And yep. I'm not a fan of Only Murders in the Building, <laughs> but like I know people are, and it's probably a fine show, but I do not care for it whatsoever. She hasn't so. named one show that I've actually watched yet. Same. <laughs> I'm with you, Trav. But um, I think- We're all on the same page. <laughs> My- oh, did, okay, honesty time. Okay. You made up all those shows. I did not. Okay. They're all nominated shows. Sure. Beef. You know right? what sucks? Beef, well, yeah. Beef we know. I yeah, only heard about Beef know. because of you, Em. You know Beef. <laughs> Do I? I? Think, yeah, I watched part of the you first season. Beef. Yeah, I do. I you don't know Beef. Where's the oh. Beef? The Bear oh is what you're talking God. about. Oh, my God. I'm talking about The Bear. I know, the Bear's the, the one where they run the sandwich shop. So here's why Definitely it's confused. Definitely don't know Beef. So you know what? The reason is because the restaurant in The Bear originally was called The Beef. So that's maybe oh, why you're confused. Okay. But there is, an epi- there is a limited series on Netflix called Beef with Ali Wong and Steven Yeun. It is really good. It's I like it's, Ali it's, Wong. It, it's about um a um uh dri- when people get mad while they're driving. Road rage. Road, road rage yeah. gone wrong. Okay. Anyway, so that's the basis of that. Anyway, sorry. But uh yeah, I have more thoughts about that. I'll tweet about it probably later. Well, but stay you. tuned for that. <laughs> All right. So approximately twenty thousand AMC moviegoers are planning on doing the Barbenheimer double feature. So Barbenheimer is Barbie and the movie Oppenheimer. Obviously, two very different movies, and people are like, oh, what should you do first? you do Oppenheimer first or Barbie first, etc.? But approximately 20,000 people are going to engage in that. Barbenheimer. Yeah. Yep. So you remember the last time that you saw multiple movies in one day. Travis, Fetter, Cap. Cap. I, 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 we even at home. home. Not even just in the theater, even at home. I can barely make it through a single movie anymore, right? Like, to, to, to go to a movie theater... at. I'm checking my watch somewhere around the 75-minute mark saying how much more do we have to go. Even if it's a movie I like, 
I'm kind of saying, okay, this yeah. is this is about enough. A couple it's scores time here. To go. Yeah, I just find a couple texts. I, I, real I'm quick. going through. Yep. Um, as a kid, we used to go see a double feature every once in a while, but that's been a very long time. I can't, I couldn't even fathom a guess the last time I saw two movies in one day. Al? Um, fact, I don't remember. I know it's happened. What I'm trying to think of, and like I don't at know. Home. Yeah, at home, definitely at home. Does this count if? I watched Breaking Bad and I saw four episodes and they're each nope, an hour long count. and there's four hours that's right binging. there. Yeah, that's binging. I only count, you have to do two feature films in one day. Not maybe me. Maybe something in the morning, maybe something at night, but the only thing I think of is during COVID. How about you? Maybe Em? during last, COVID. I did this last week? Last weekend. I was going to say, yeah, right. I think I watched Francis Ha and another Greta Gerwig film. Anyway, both, both great. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Uh, this is fact. I remember in high school, we used to do this all the time, but, you know, the, the sneaky way. Yeah. Walk out of the theater, go yep. to the next one. They're still looking for you. <laughs> right. Now they Find actually go ass. in the theaters and they count. You know, have you ever seen them? Do they really? Yeah. And also certain, like, the Alamo, know. they close the door after a certain time, so you can't be late to your movie either. So, like, and it's because it's they serve food in the seats that's uh, a little different but like an amc yeah they count yeah i'm waiting for one day they count and they're gonna kick me out i i, I literally was just gonna ask you guys like has anybody ever gotten caught doing yeah. that and i was assuming the answer is no but apparently they're counting heads now you gotta recount again <laughs> tyler it's a cat for me i just don't have i don't have the time to go see one movie sometimes let alone two but if as okay far let's as, say you had the time is it you just don't want to do it either yeah i can't i can't sit so in movie theater that long you're falling like, i can't do it i really i'm trying to think of the movie i saw in the theater most recently it was air loved air right yeah. really good movie yeah. enjoyed it a great deal that it was done my first instance i can't wait to see another movie right now i'm like i'm good i scratched that itch for six months <laughs> we'll try sure. it again somewhere else uh, I think I've seen uh, 70 movies in the theater the past year. You are so far on the other end of the yeah. spectrum. You probably see more movies than 99% but I of the people. But I also am not movies? like the craziest of the crazies. Like There are people that are way more What, what does it cost? What's your monthly <laughs> pass? It's uh, 30 bucks, and it's and I use it every- So 30 bucks and unlimited, right? Yes. So- at the Alamo, sometimes one singular movie ticket is twenty bucks. Okay. So if wow. I go to two tickets, if I go to two movies a month, it's pays for itself. Do you know what scares me about her situation? Not that I have a membership like that. It's like the guy that keeps ordering breadsticks at Olive Garden. Eventually, that one person's going to ruin it for everybody else. If they count her <laughs> seventy movies, they're going to say, "Guys, our profit a loss. This thing is going the wrong way here." I spend money on the food there too. So There's always they, they seats available, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. That's right. the best deal in the world. Yeah, it is good for Emily. Yes, yes. Uh, there are be- AMC, Regal have their own too, but I like the Alamo. All right, so um, Nick Castellanos was asked about who his favorite superhero is, and here is his answer. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. Yeah. You said Scooby Doo. Sure. I I didn't realize Scooby Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. Fair enough. Okay. And and he saves, he's, he's, he solves mysteries. So I think that a dog that can talk and helps people by saving, by solving mysteries, I think is a superhero. So Nick Castellanos has a point. Al, factor cap. If he didn't explain <laughs> what he just explained, I'd be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? After his explanation, absolutely fact. That is a superhero, and the fact that the dog is talking and solving mysteries—I'm—I'm I'm sold. I'm in. All right, uh, Trev. 
no. I it, it's a miracle dog that can do all of these things, but a superhero has things be above and beyond normal human capabilities, right? You have to have powers. You need to be able the to The dog fly. talks. I understand, but people can talk. It's a what superhero if you could read by dog's dog mind, standards. That's a <laughs> right. superpower. But by people standards, you got to be able to fly or have x-ray vision or yeah. do something like that, turn invisible, run really. It's just a really really smart dog. Like right. dogs communicate non-verbally. He's just parrots talk. Are they superheroes? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, like okay, is Cinderella can talk to animals and sing to animals. Is she a superhero? Snow White. Yeah, whichever one. Well, no, no, they're very specific Fine. skill sets between yeah, these. Snow she's White also. can White, speak by the way, to animals. Snow White's number two behind Belle. These are the, the, <laughs> if we want to go through the rankings of our favorite Disney princesses, I'm here hey, for this. Uh, snake trap Sounds like something we might have to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Brian? Only if I get the first pick, because if I don't get Belle, Uh-oh. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, this is Cap. I feel like I'm with Trav here. <laughs> Scooby Doo. I feel like he's always getting chased the other way. You know, he's not the one that's solving it. It's always just happens to stumble into the accidentally uncovering the mystery. It's always However the you amusement get there. park owner that did it, right? The <laughs> land developer. It's always right. the same guy. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. Exactly. Also, is Scooby actually talking? Or they all just high and think he's talking. Oh, That's also I the like that take. I like Tyler? that take. It's a fact for me. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo is an OG superhero. I mean, Nick Castellano said it best. He solves mysteries. He communicates. I, I, if I remember correctly, there's like a picture or something of Scooby-Doo wearing like a Superman cape. So, yeah, Scooby-Doo. So is Sherlock Holmes sure. a superhero? Oh. <laughs> um, no, he's just a pompous, No, because he doesn't you know have what? any superpowers. He's just really smart. Oh, so, we, so he just solves mysteries, so there's no superpower. Right, there. yeah, no. Sherlock Holmes is where I draw the line. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, so we have been given the greatest gift of all. Uh, coming up in a, in a month. R-E-L-A-X. So oh, no. the Relax. Jets are the subject of hard knocks coming up. This is the best gift NFL NFL films could give us. Brian, Factor Cap. Oh, this is a fact. Best way to start the NFL season. Give me more Aaron Rodgers news, drama, whatever it is. I'm all for it. Zach Wilson. You might get to see his mom. Right. Tyler? <laughs> you know, I, I don't really like the fact that teams are forced to participate in this. I, you know, I think the Jets would not have if they had a choice. Nobody chose to do it. They Honestly, were, it most teams probably wouldn't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I love the whole concept. I guess I'm excited to see the Jets only because there's so much changing for that organization right now, where it could actually be fun to kind of pull the curtain back. But I guess. I guess Cap, I'm not really excited about it. Trev? No, I'm not excited about it. It's Cap for me because Aaron Rodgers is a lot of like Russell Wilson and that I think a lot of the things he does are performative. I don't think that they're sincere, which doesn't interest me at all. And the Hard Knocks show, while innovative and groundbreaking when it was first put on the air, Yep is very predictive now. There, there's not a ton in it. You're going to have the guy that was undrafted trying like hell to make the team. You're going to have one superstar that they kind of follow. You're going to watch a guy get cut. You're going to hear the coaches talk about depth at the positions. It's the same. It's really well done, but I've seen it a hundred times, and even Aaron Rodgers pretending to be the smartest guy in the room doesn't interest me. R-E-L-A-X. You relax. Relax. Al? So cap for me as well, and it, it didn't matter what team you picked. Pick any team you want in the NFL. Trav, I'm with you. The Hard Knocks thing, I don't know the last time I watched it. No, it's, yeah, I'm with you. And, and if if I am watching it, it's because, let's use this year as a good example, if there was something good or interesting, Twitter's going to cut it up in a minute. I'll see the minute. I'm probably not going to watch anything else. 
I, I it's it's cap for me. Just it's not just the team. It's the fact that I'm not watching Hard Knocks. That show was so far ahead of its time. It's great. It's just we've seen it. It's Unless done. there's something totally new in the Jets culture that we've never seen before. Hey, man, the coach needs to see you. Bring your playbook. Yeah. That was gut-wrenching at the time. Now it's like, oh, he's dead meat. You just you know it's going to happen also, before it even happens. speaking of hard knocks, the Rams were in a situation where they honestly kind of two roads diverged, and they could have had one person over Sean McVay, the person they did get, and it's really interesting what could have happened otherwise. Let's do that next. McVay or the other guy? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. It is the summer, and before you head out on the highway for your summer vacation, head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change, and make sure that you are riding in your car at its absolute best. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you and me, which means you don't have to go into that weird waiting room. You don't have to get out of your car. You don't have to get your kids with you. You don't have to get them in and out of the car. At Valvoline, you stay in your vehicle safe and relaxed while the expert technicians make sure that your ride is at its best. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Over 80 locations ready to help you get your ride ready for the road in no time. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for one of those 80 locations and game-winning coupons off of your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Riles is really hammering that shrimp bit. <laughs> well, we—it's a good question. I don't know. They're all just—they're all meat. Where I had to come the... up with a game for uh, Game of Games when I was in on Mason in Ireland, like on the fly. Well, it's a—it's a good question. I don't know where the heart is because it's all—all all I know is that that little black line on the top of the shrimp. You want to get rid of that, yep. and then the rest of it is. He guesses edible. where the heart is, Trev. I—I don't know. It's in the, t- it's in the uh, head. No, the, the heart, heart is, is in the, the head. The heart is in the head of the shrimp. I didn't know that. Well, I don't eat them anyway, so you can put it wherever the you want. They're—they're they're too gelatinous there's a, there's a weird consistency thing with shrimp it's just not like. uh not on the top of the list all right let's try a quick phone call here let's go to mar vista and noah noah you're on with travis lee what's up noah hey everyone um i wanted to bring up if you guys could qualify scooby-doo and sherlock holmes as superheroes then let's bring up the batman debate <laughs> no superheroes only has money does he qualify as a superhero? It's so your question, Noah, is the same question that I've gotten probably 15 or 20 times on Twitter since th- this came up. I don't think Batman is either. Batman is a rich guy that has a friend that makes really cool gadgets. He made the bat the Batmobile is just a cool car. His suit is just a really cool suit that does Same for Tony. Things. Is Tony Stark in the same thing too because he's yeah. also just a rich guy that has yeah. a suit. Yes. Exactly. Right. That Superman came from the red sun of Krypton and became a superhero here on Earth with the yellow sun and he had different powers. These are superheroes. Like you have right? to be you have to be turned into a the superhero. The Hulk was exposed to gamma radiation and became the Hulk. Spider-Man was bitten. Right. Spider-Man got bitten by the the spider. These are what makes spider uh superheroes not just access to cool gadgets i'm still with the scooby-doo thing the guy was talking guys come on the dog was talking is that not impressive enough he is for me it is impressive for me see no is he a superhero is batman a superhero superheroes like uh the the, the road just go down forever no you gotta you have to come from somewhere else or have been involved with a extraterrestrial or some sort of cosmic event i feel like a yeah yeah M. I was gonna say a superhero cannot just be outside of like if they're plain as day if they're just you know out of the shower, 
they are have superpowers. I feel like that makes a superhero. You know? So like if you had no ge- if you have no gear on, if you have nothing else, you're a superhero. But that's what makes a superhero. Like if you have if you have talent and you have those uh, abilities, if you're out of the shower, that works for me. you're a superhero. That works for me. Thanks for the call, Noah. Appreciate that. Emily, real quick, one more for you here. This is from uh, James on Twitter who says, no nominee for Cousin Greg, we should write. He is nominated. He so is he's nominated, nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Okay. So, so you're, Brown, you're wrong, James. Emily put you back in your place. And Get nominations your facts right, James. <laughs> are uh, Succession has the most with 27 nominations. I've and then the that. second is The Last of Us with Never 24. And then 23 ha- is with The White Lotus. Never seen so that. So they're all on HBO, though. So Succession should win because it's the only one that I've seen. Of course. What else I mean, have I seen? That's why Top Gun won Best Picture. <laughs> Jennifer Conley was absolutely <laughs> railroaded by not winning Best Actress. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we should have the Travis Emmys where yeah. it's just all one They would one be very short because it would be. Cheers, Seinfeld, Yellowstone, uh, Yellowstone, and I quit on Yellowstone, and nine hundred two and zero. That's it. Yeah, Yellowstone, I quit on. I, I got about halfway through season three, I think it was. Like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. You a Yellowstone guy, Brian? Yeah, I recently just watched it all like a month ago. Probably. Did you like it? Pretty good. I did. Yeah, and the last season, season five, when they started doing the whole uh, governor thing, yeah. that kind of lost me. A it's little a bit. male soap opera. It's all this. Yeah. It's essentially it's it's good for guys, and I think it's it's it a was western fine. with with a lot of political shooting yeah, some drama. drama did season five complete i feel like there were like eight it's, episodes it's and supposed to be a part two coming up i think if i had to watch one or the year. other i saw part of yellowstone okay succession and yellowstone looking at me which yeah. one do you think i will I, I will bat it back at you by saying are you more interested in seeing super rich city dwelling people or super rich rural dwelling people you, then, yeah. then Yellowstone. Yeah. If you're yeah, it'd more, be, the, it'd be definitely Yellowstone. It's then. the exact same show. Just one is set on the in Montana, and yep. it's it's outdoor and it's beautiful. The other one's set in like the most luxurious urban vac- uh, locations in the world. Same show. Okay. Same show. The Succession is better acted and better better writing, okay. but they're both the same. show. And if you want to have funny in the South. And like have like the big mega church, it's Righteous Gemstones, and it's only half an hour as opposed to being a full hour episodes. So Righteous Gemstones, I really love. Anything with Danny McBride is pretty good. Oh yeah, and John Goodman's in it. Yeah, yeah. Danny McBride. Have you ever watched Eastbound and Down, Slee? Yeah, I I watched a few of them. Yeah, that 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 might be his finest moment as a as a performer, but he's good in everything that he shows up in. Um, so. Les Snead went on with Jordan Rodrigue of The Athletic. They did a podcast together. So there's a Jordan Rodrigue had a huge uh, long-form podcast called The Playmakers yep. Podcast about all these different coaches. And they were talking to Snead about the hiring process of, of Sean McVay and going through it. And they were scheduled to interview Kyle Shanahan right. during the Stone same storm time. or something like that. Weather got involved. He couldn't get to the location to do the interview. They suggested they do it over FaceTime or Zoom or whatever. And he said, you know, I'd really rather not. I'd rather do it in person. And the next thing you know, they've hired Sean McVay to be the head coach of the L.A. Rams. Sean McVay was the right guy at the right time for all the reasons. We don't, we don't even need to go over. He's been there six years, been to the Super Bowl twice. He's won it once, been to the playoffs four times. And in his first six years, they've been bad exactly once. That's an unbelievable batting average. Changed the culture of the team. Kyle Shanahan's a really good football sure, coach. Sure. You, you, when, when I heard this story, the thing that it made me think of more than anything else, Lee, was that the guys deciding who to hire, Kevin Demoff, Les Snead, 
they're really good at identifying the right people. Mm. If those were the two guys that they were deciding between, there really is no wrong answer. McVay was the right choice for all the reasons we just laid out. Yeah. But that they identified both of those guys that young, that early, that means those guys know what they're doing. And it's not one of those – uh, it's just a recycled coach. I no. would taking somebody out there with this, which happens in every sport. You and I joke around about it. Alvin um, Gentry? Woodson. Mike Woodson. Alvin Gentry. Yeah. I mean, there's just this carousel of coaches that you know Nate are going to get. Back in the day, it was Mike Dunleavy. It was George Call. Yep. It was yep. it was you know some All of the these same. guys. But I, I use that as an example. It's You don't really have – there's not a track record here. There's not a, well, this situation, that situation. I mean, I'm not going to say that these guys, they just took them off the streets – but damn, those are the two dudes. Those are the two guys. And, you know, you obviously, I, I'm sure Shanahan would have also had great success as being run within the Rams organization. But I, I, I think at the end of the day, obviously, it's, it's not a tough one to pick here. No, it's not. And, and here, here's the biggest differentiator for me on this. The San Francisco 49ers have culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, I, I understand they've been down for a while. And it's like it's the NFL. Nobody stays good forever. But the 49er culture going back to Bill Walsh was we went to, it's, it's Steve Young it's Joe Montana it's yep. Jerry Rice it's it's all of these guys that win and there's culture in San Francisco the Rams I understand have had pockets of success here and there the greatest show on turf but the team that came to LA was bad man mm. and not not only were they bad they were so boring yeah unwatchable they they taught I'll, I'll never forget Todd Gurley said they were running a middle school offense mm. and they were it was not only bad football, it was boring bad football. McVay not only came in and changed the winning, he changed the entire culture. They became exciting. They became dynamic. They became new and fresh. And everything that he brought to that team wasn't there before. The Rams were kind of a typical, you know, they'd be good once every four or five or eight years, and then they'd kind of be irrelevant. They've been relevant from the moment he walked through the door. That's the hardest thing to change is to change the culture, and he did it. I, I don't know. Listen, maybe this is blown out of proportion, but there is something, too. You're coming to this market. You're competing not with just other teams no in the NFL. No question. You're about to build uh, the, the most expensive stadium in, that's ever been built. Um, and you want the attention of those who are Laker fans. You want the attention of those who are Dodger fans. You want the attention of those that are you're, – you're, it's it's not just you're, – you're not competing with the rest of the NFL. You're competing for entertainment dollars. I think there also becomes a, hey, if we're going to go there, this is a whole different animal. This is a bad – it's not the best – I'll give you this example. Do you think Dean Spanos leaving San Diego – I don't know what he thought coming to L.A. Okay, hey, financially this can happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying a dollar a month in rent, whatever he's paying, right? But how do you garner the attention? Even the Rams, there's games where you go to a – No doubt. Rams with the success that they've had. Go to certain games, you're like, damn, that's a lot of fans of the opposing team. Sure. Well, how about if you're a franchise that has not won – you're coming from San Diego market where you own the market. Now you're coming to L.A. market. They're like, wait, what's what's going on here? What a challenge. This doesn't matter except for it absolutely matters. McVay's looks right, too. Like, he kind of has the Hollywood thing. He's in good shape. He's handsome. He seems really comfortable in the spotlight. Like, yeah. all of those sort of things. That If he looked like a gargoyle, I don't think it works quite the same way. But because he – you look at the sidelines of the Los Angeles Rams head football coach, it's like, yeah, that guy looks like a movie star. You know what I mean? It just it just feels right. It matters. If he were 
young and look like Andy Reid, it's a tougher sell. It, it just it shouldn't matter, but it does. And he 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 checked literally every single box. Along you're the winning, way. and 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 maybe this maybe what I think you're saying there too is think back in the Pat Riley days. There was perfect example. Pat Riley looked apart, played apart, had the nice suits. He was more than just a coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. The biggest party of the summer for 710 is happening this Friday, starting at 10 a.m. with me and Slee at the West Covina Sportsplex. All three shows all day long made possible by the Riverside Sheriff's Department. Riverside Sheriff, service above self. We'll see you this Friday in the city of West Covina for All-Star Friday Night. Who will be our MVP? We'll figure that out. Who should be the National League MVP? Is it Mookie? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.